to Aligned Mama Podcast. We're your hosts, Samantha Kapsick and Nikki Trout. And we're partnering up because we know motherhood is hard. Like really, really hard. (laughs) Really hard. (laughs) Get ready to equip yourself with practical tips and strategies to tackle daily trials, along with insights from expert guest speakers and relatable stories from other moms just like you. Join us weekly for advice, inspiring stories, and a supportive community of moms navigating the joys and challenges of motherhood together. Welcome back, mamas. Today we have another very exciting episode. We, due to weather, decided to skip uh, meeting in person and we're doing another Zoom podcast. Sorry if the audio isn't as clean and crisp, but this is life and we just did not want to skip another show. So we thought we would continue with a running list of questions that the community provided. And so here we go. So before we jump in, I just have to share a moment that I had earlier. Samantha, have you ever had one of these? So um, we were gone today. We went to do an organizing job and something happened and the girl postponed. No big deal. So we ended up running errands today and yada, yada, yada. I had a headache all day. I think it's that time of month for me. I did too. Oh, you did? And and I think I it always comes with that time of the month. So mm-hmm. um, typically I don't do this, but I actually came home after we ran errands and I took a nap and then I woke up getting ready for the podcast and I was like well I need a coffee I really really need a coffee and I barely drank the coffee my coffee I had in the morning so I go to make my coffee and my son had unplugged the coffee maker and our coffee maker is different it's like a commercial grade you like keep it plugged in in order for it to keep the tank hot and so it was like the most defeated moment ever is like I really wanted this coffee I needed it I have a headache I need to be like with it for the podcast and I like literally through maybe a tantrum in my mind. And so I, you know, go out and I go into the boys' room and like, who unplugged the coffee? You know, one of those things. And, you know, I'm just basically pouting. And then I'm like, it's okay. It's like, you didn't mean to, but I'm like, but I really wanted my coffee. Mm -hmm. So go back in the other room and my husband, I keep, he's doing this more and more these days. Like usually if I throw a fit, he's like, roll his eyes, like whatever, let her go. He literally is like, well, you can use, it was one of those water jug heaters. What do we call those? The heater. Oh, a kettle. A kettle. Yeah. It was the kettle that my my son um, unplugged the coffee maker to plug in so he could make ramen noodles. So my husband's like, Nikki, just here. He's like, put put in your, your coffee grounds. I'm going to hold it on top of the your coffee that you want in the container. And I'm going to use the kettle and boil the water. And he did that for uh-huh. me. And it made oh. me so happy. I was like... And this has happened a lot and a lot lately where I just have these moments and he like comes in (laughs) to the rescue. Yeah. And I like literally hugged him and I was like, thank you so much. And here I am drinking my nice warm cup of coffee. So do you ever get like that? Do you have like a pouty like moment? No, for sure. It's like, and it's always the smallest things. It's like, I can have the craziest catastrophe, all this. And like, oh, no big deal. It's fine. It's fine. And then I hit this road bump of like, it usually is like, some type of like food related or yeah. because I feel like it's like I'm tired I'm this and then like my mindset on it and then I'm like in my head I'm like or like I'm like duh like throwing that yeah. tantrum I'm like this sounds so dumb because it's a cup of coffee or but but yeah it's always the little things and so it was like you know how I am like I'm super frugal we don't usually go out 
we do go out to eat, but it's always like a plan, like, hey, we're going to go out and enjoy it. We don't yeah. do a whole lot of just fly by our seats. It's like we look, ex- we're excited to go out to eat. Yeah. So it's like a treat. And so we had gone actually with Larissa and Michael and we went to the mall and we're like, oh, we're going to have to eat out. Darn. And they have Panda there. Darn. We love Panda oh, Express. I love Panda. And like, I know it's so good and you can eat healthy and it's delicious. And so is it healthy? Stuff. Well, if you get the right thing. So okay. I always get the, um, I love their, I love the chow mein, but the veggies are actually really healthy mm-hmm. and they're green and they're delicious. So I'll get the veggies and then I either stick with the chicken string bean or the chicken and mushrooms. Those two super healthy meal right there mm-hmm. if you do it. Yeah. And I'll even steal like some, someone else's like to have a little bit of noodles. Yeah. Um, but I am obsessed with their hot and spicy, their spicy mustard sauce. I don't even like mustard. I'm not a mustard person, but it is so good on the chow mein mm-hmm. and on the veggies. And like we went and then like I, I was like, oh, where's I need hot and spicy mustard. And they're like, oh, we're out. And I was like, oh. like, what? <laughs> Why? <are we laughs> what do I do? I don't want it anymore. <laughs> I know. I was like, this can't be. <laughs> I know. I was like, but in my head, like, I was like, I don't, it's just not the same without it. It was so good. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I know it's just a condiment, but I had one of those moments. Yeah. It's like the because one place without the sunflower or sunflower, without the uh, sesame seeds on top. Your one meal yeah. that you normally get. Oh, yeah. The post yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I agree. But so, anyways, anyway. I digress. Okay. Well, okay. And then my thing that I just have to say, because I keep overanalyzing it, um, I have to, I have a few changes to my questions last time. We were asked, who was our favorite, who was my favorite sister-in-law? I didn't ask that. I only have one official sister-in-law, but, so she's my favorite, and she is awesome, and I love her very much, um, but Jonathan's brother is about to get married, so then I'll have to fight that battle when they're actually married right now. Aww. Like, I consider her official, you know, she yeah. is, but she's not officially. Yeah. Two. Um, I take back my shows in my movie. So my top would be body Bible on Audible in the message version. Um, and we then, will allow that. Okay. <laughs> Two, my show would be Oprah. Really? How great is that? Oprah? Well, just because, well, okay, for the rest of your life, there's so oh. many yeah. seasons. Yeah. And they have such, it's kind of like what we actually might, when I was a kid, my dream job was like, I want to be Oprah when I get up, grow up. I'm like, well, that's not like being a doctor. That's like a person. So I can't really do that because like, I can't be her. <laughs> Go to school like for her. Oprah. <laughs> right. Like, so I like threw that out the window and I'm like, no, we're kind of like Oprah. Like yeah. she had like the really fun shows and then she had the heart touching shows. Okay. And then she was like, you get a car, you get a car, you get a you car. You know what? I'm going to change mine to Oprah too. <laughs> I told you, I said Nikki's going to want to change it to Oprah (laughs) and and we get to interview people. It's Oprah. Okay. Anyway, and then my, then my movie is the proposal. Um, that is me and Jonathan watch that over and over. It's hilarious. Good movie. I'm just wondering, um, these are supposed to be on the cuff Q and A's. Like, is this allowed? I think we need to ask, like if you're listening in, like maybe like comment in the women's community, like, do we allow her to change her answers? Okay. Well, either way, I just, <laughs> just have to kidding. say what I say. And last and least, the hot dog is not a sandwich. Okay. I said what I said. High five. Hey, Let's good. Go. Okay. Hey, we agree on that. <laughs> okay. Also, oh, wait. Last thing. Chicago style hot dog from Chicago. Oh, yeah. I went, okay. If you don't know me, some of the girls in the 
community know that like if I like something a lot I eat a lot like those almond cookies like I just can't mm-hmm. stop I get like a little obsessed Chicago style hot dogs first time I went I think I had like every time I went out to eat that's all I ate breakfast lunch dinner I'm not kidding <laughs> for like a week what is all on there oh it's so good I used to know it verbatim because but it's like when I was 15 but they have like the good spear pickle on it mm-hmm. the bun has like the um sesame seeds all over it kind of like the everything bagel um and then it has like relish and uh, all different stuff and i can't and uh, there's like a true authentic uh chicago style Mm -hmm. and then there was like the stands that did it the real authentic and it's like exactly what's on it i can't remember i used to know that one's my favorite some people try to go off cuff and those are good too but like the real genuine one why don't we do that for um, – why don't you do that for Sadie's party? Because that is cheap, right, if we did, yeah. like, Chicago. And it would well, almost be like we were doing a good thing and, like, hosting a proper yeah. meal, but actually it would be very cheap, economical. I like well, it. And, well, the one thing, too, is, though, they do use, like, the good hot dogs. Um, okay. But we could go cheaper version if we need to. But yeah. it's like that's one of the staples. It has to be the 100% real beef. Like, it's mm-hmm. a good hot dog yeah. quality. Like a ballpark then, frank. Yeah. 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 Okay. Oh, so good. Okay. And when we do, when we have our first, um, you know, uh, speaking event in Chicago, we're going to then go, I have it in the dream board book. Then we're going to go to Chicago. Do you have hot dog in there? Shop. You literally yeah, have this have in there? <laughs> or you're uh, getting ready to put it in there? Okay. To put into okay. the dream board. You guys, this is Samantha. I mean, I can't make anyway. this up. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's neither here nor there. So. Just kidding. Okay. Okay. We said in a in a, a future podcast it would be funny if her and I had a saying that we had to say, say ten times a piece without the audience knowing. So we were joking. It could be like a saying like that's neither here nor there, but you have to say it like the meow movie, whatever that was, uh, ten times. So who knows if we'll do that? Okay, we're gonna start with a soft question. Okay. Which do you prefer, talking on the phone or texting? Ooh, both equally, I think. So I it just depends. Just nope, not gonna allow that. That's not allowed. I don't. It's it's situational based. Like sometimes. Okay, no, but you go you go hybrid. You you voice clip oh, yeah. text. So you voice actually text, are audio. Answer. So then yeah, yeah, but then that would be more talking. But yeah, because yeah. I have a lot to say. Who knew? Not like I talk a lot. <laughs> well, actually, but, um, I never did that inst- until I met you. So it's um, if you have an Android, I think iPhones struggle with this. So go Android route. But literally, there's so many people, especially the older generation, they will do the talk to text and it always messes up. But in mm-hmm. our phones, you put the recipient in and you hit the little dash button and you literally can say like, Boop. Hey, Samantha, blah, 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 it's Nikki, whatever. The message clicks in and she gets the voice text click. And that's so easy, especially if you're driving and whatnot. So, yeah. And you can pray for people over voice clip. Like, yeah. Instead of texting them, like, I'm just praying for you. If someone texts me, like, hey, pray for this procedure, you can voice clip, like, a a quick prayer. And I feel like that's really powerful. Oh, yeah. I love it. Okay. Sorry. You can finish. I interjected. No, that was it. Um, oh. I would say voice clip texting. What is yours? Absolutely uh, not calling. Um, I were. I don't know that I would be a phone person really. Anyways, I had I've this. I've been calling you a lot lately. No, it's fine. <laughs> it it no, it is fine. It's not like 
but you know that I silence. Like when people call a lot, like right. you will answer every time. Like my mom, I will silence 90% if I'm doing something. And you know, I don't know. I just, if it's yeah, not time to sit down and talk or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked a job previously where I was hounded. I was called 24 hours a day, every holiday and whatnot. I was a territory manager down in Florida and it burnt me with a phone. So it's almost like Remember, like, the science experience, uh, experiments we learned about that it's like, mm-hmm. ring the bell, the dog starts to salivate, he knows food's right. coming, like, you hear the phone go off, it's almost immediate, like, I don't know, it's just, it is probably like a bad, not a super negative, res- like, response, but it is kind of like a, uh, and then yeah. I'm like, Samantha, I wish Eric and I talked on the phone, like you and Jonathan did, like my mom and my dad do, and then Eric will call me and I'm like, what's up? I'm busy. <laughs> so it's I just know. funny. Um, but no, I don't, I don't hate it. It's just, I, and it's probably, I don't hate it. I just will, I, I will let it go to voicemail unless I'm actually like able to talk in that moment. Otherwise I think I get so ingrained in what I'm doing. I just, I don't know. So well, sometimes it's like on the phone, like, especially for us, if we're talking like all business stuff, it's just quicker to be like, toot, 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 Oh, totally. Yeah. Right. You know, so it's like, that's why mine was like situational, like, so and I think I would prefer it that way because that is easier than texting back and forth, you know. Right. So I, it, yeah, like so. you said, it's, it's situational. Like situa- yeah. But Sorry. that being said, I didn't need to call my parents more because I love them so much. And, you know, I you know. just I never need know. I to call my parents yeah. more too. Okay. So, okay. Next question. Okay. This is from our Larissa girl. How did you meet your significant others? You want to go first? You can go. Okay. All right. So... Eric and I both met at a random college in Indiana called Indiana Tech. He went there for baseball. I went there for soccer. And he was a junior. I was a freshman. Uh, We were only there, I don't know, a month or so. Well, I guess I had just started um, college there. And he played baseball. So one of his baseball friends was dating a girl on the soccer team. And they were trying to, like, help their friend out and, you know, help hook not hook him up, but like help him find a girl. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they ended up bringing him to a soccer game. And of all the players that were out there on the field, he chose me, which I think is like the sweetest, cutest thing ever. Um, so amazing. nothing really started at that time, but that was like way before I even know, knew he existed, which I just find so special. So then fast forward, I guess he like saw me at like the cafeteria and watched me a little bit. And then Aww. actually he started, I was kind of talking to a guy or two, um, just you know, at co- you know, I guess not like dating, dating, but, but kind of talking. You weren't married yet. Keep What's going. that? I know. I like, <laughs> Did that sound okay. bad? You weren't married. Yes. Like, you were right. Keep yeah. Going. Um. So, anyways, he started dating one of the girls on the soccer team that I was friends with, not like super close yet, because you know we just got to college, and so we went to a, we went to Hooters oddly enough and I sat directly across from him and he was there with her and we had a big group we had like 10 people with us and I just looked I just remember thinking huh he's kind of cute and not in a way to like steal my friend's guy it was like oh I don't know what whatever it is about him I think it was like a the reserved mysterious mysterious guy with like the cutest smile so he used to not anymore tuck his hat down super low was super bent and I just, I, that's the first time I noticed him. Maybe before that, we were at a, uh, they were at a college, like, house one night, and he, like, I guess bought alcohol for, I don't know what happened. Anyways, he walked um, past me, and I, like, 
grabbed his hat and tilted it, but I don't really remember anyways. So just those like little run-ins. But later that night after Hooters, I'll try to make this fast, we went to this um, 18 and up dance club, non-alcohol place. And for whatever reason, they put him and me together to dance. And I, I literally, it was like electric. It was like amazing. And he's a good dancer. And I don't know, it was, it was like a weird thing where I I remember pushing him off like, oh, no, we can't do that. You're with my friend. And really not thinking anything else other than that. And then a few weeks later, he had broken up with her. And he um, instant messaged me on AOL and just started talking. But it was like the girl code, like, hey, we can't really, you know, at least not now, not for a long time. Even though I wasn't good friends with her, I still was like a friend to her. So it was like maybe a couple weeks later, maybe a month later, we were at that same dance club, and she, I, I don't know if I want to say this on the podcast, because <laughs> you never I, know. Any, long story short, she yeah, started moving on, and it was time. Like, whatever transpired um, let yeah. us know that she was ready to move on, and so yeah. him and I started dating. Yeah, and do, I remember when you told me the story, you had said, like, wasn't there something, like, you guys talked, and then she, like, they never really clicked, like, they were, like, Oh, it was, like, deep, a right? week or two kind of thing. It was, like, a thing. very, yes. well, and, like, they didn't feel that connection, like, she was, like, eh, not really. Well, like, I, think, it was, like, I think he broke up with her, but it was very, like, no, yeah, it was, like, such early yeah, so stages, I nothing like happened. Was, like, in love and, like, exactly. heartbroken, and yeah. I think you, so he was, like, yeah, sure, cool, like, right. it wasn't, like, a. Yes. Yeah, you know. and we dated anyway. ever since, and he's so cute. Oh, What's your story? I love that. <laughs> um, okay, so I made mine short, too. Um, okay, so um, when I was 12, I lived next door to my best friend, and then she liked this guy, David, and he went to, when she moved next door to me, she moved out of her old school district, but, like, really close school districts, you know, like, just switched middle schools. Um, and so she, like, there's this guy, David, that she really liked. And so we'd get, do like, this was back when three-way call was a thing, you know, and you'd <laughs> get in your room forever. <laughs> and so, um, so I would get on, like, we'd get on the phone together because back then it'd be like, oh, I like this boy, but I want you on there. So it's not awkward. And like, just being friends, hanging out on the phone. And so we did that. And then David had his friend Jonathan get on and we were like talking on the phone on this three way. I had no idea what he looked like, but I remember thinking like, he sounds cute. I like, and I really liked him. Like again, I'm 12 though, but like, I was like, Oh, you and David, like me and Jonathan. So then finally, um, David and then David and Jonathan decided one night on a Friday night, I think it was Friday or Saturday, whatever weekend night to, not tell their parents exactly where they were going go ride bikes i think it was 10 o'clock at night it was freezing out jonathan says he still has flashbacks and he can't feel his fingers like and it was kind of far like it was like we didn't live that far from each other but to ride your bike like it was far and it was really cold and so they're like we're gonna come over and um so then we like hung out and like we was, i can like remember what i was wearing and everything that's like ridiculous but like in the driveway and then what were you we, wearing um, can we flash back there real quick yeah okay i was wearing bell-bottom jeans um with my um acdc not my acdc's that's a band but my dc the deck boarding skater shoes okay. um dc's yeah, yeah. The gray and oh. pink ones, and then I had a hoodie on that I'd gotten from Hot Topic that I loved, and it was like <laughs> hot pink, and it had the, what's that? It's the guy from Sesame Street, the hot pink one. Gr- uh, gr- growl, no, I don't know. I used to know his name. It's 
funny how those things flee. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah. And so I don't Aww, know. That's what I was wearing. Yeah. And um, I didn't put a coat on because I wanted to like look cute. So dumb. And <laughs> that's so what then, girls do. <laughs> I know. And so then he like had the front pegs and the back pegs and he like had me stand on the front pegs and he like rode around this cul-de-sac and we just like had fun and we're like Aww. being silly. And I went inside and I told my mom, I was like, I'm gonna marry him one day and she was like Samantha do you know how many boys you're gonna meet and I was like mom you just don't know how he's looked at me (laughs) I "I knew (laughs) you can say it now like you couldn't tell him probably until you were married right (laughs) oh yeah Yeah. like last year until we were married yeah I know you take that to the grave for whatever reason like well and you just have to be chased like us women want that I right guess. Yeah. Like, it sounds so creepy but now I can look back and I could just see that it was God showing me like yeah. I had that feeling and then he was a typical boy like yeah he thought I was cute and stuff but I like really did in my heart of hearts like I just there was something that I knew and like then later we became best friends and then he was always like very logical very safe very smart like he mm-hmm. always um I was in a actually I haven't told you this yet Nikki I was in a pretty toxic relationship for four years in high school and it was like bad like there was a lot of emotional abuse and just it was toxic the guy now i love 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 his family he is a great guy super Mm -hmm. kind um and like i'm i see he has kids and it's like all that's part's healthy it's like for whatever we reason like we got like to where it just became toxic and so i say that because i highly respect his family i'm I'm really good friends with the and actually like his cousin that we grew up with um like her husband and Jonathan hit it off really good, and we're going to do a barbecue. And then actually my ex's um, stepdad, like, paints. So he came over, like, a few months ago to give us a paint bid, and, like, his mom and me talked. So it's, like, really good terms mm-hmm. on the family. Yeah. But, like, we just got toxic, like, mm-hmm. the jealousy. And, like, yeah. we're teenagers. Right, like, you know? they're babies. And so, yeah. yeah, and so it just got really too serious, too fast. But anyway, but Jonathan would always, like, no, like, this isn't being healthy. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. He would just always, like, be there. And he was always, like, this safe, like, yeah. I don't know. I could trust him. I could rely on him. Like, when my tire went flat and I was out and I didn't tell my mom I went to a party, like, he was there, like, helping uh-huh. me fix my car. Uh-huh. You know, like, that type of stuff. And so I think it was, like, something down in me, like, knew, like, his character. And I was really drawn to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. But, but then I felt really weird, like, for a while. Like, oh, why did I, like think I was gonna marry you this whole right. time like, <laughs> I'm like you didn't That's think sweet. that like, I mean you were cute and I yeah. liked you and like and also like we had that whole like we have this really awesome friendship we don't want to ruin yeah. that or mess that up sure and we had other friends group that was in the group and they like everyone knew we liked each other his mom used to tell me when I come over like oh my gosh she's so beautiful I hope you guys get married one day Aww. and then like my aunt and uncle used to say that like we we're at each other's family's birthday parties and like everyone knew like you guys are gonna get married mm-hmm. um That's so yeah sweet. but but during our friendship I did date other guys he dated other girls we like were friends and then um and then I got pregnant as a teen, and then I was married for a very short time. Um, and after we separated, it was like instantly, like nothing had happened. I wasn't cheating or anything like that. But it's like that connection was there, and I knew, like, I knew, like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, I want Jonathan. And then, like, he instantly, like, landed. We got together when he was, like, a week older, I don't know, the time frame, really early. Yeah. And he just instantly, like, he felt like that was his baby and you know Landon's biological dad's still in the picture Mm -hmm. he has two amazing dads and um but that's that's another 
a God thing. And like Jonathan will say, like, you know, you were a teen and ha- and got pregnant, and you probably before you got pregnant, if God would have, or if, if someone would have said, would you wanted to be pregnant right now, you would have picked no. But he was a teen and he chose to be a dad. Yeah. And so he always says that he fell in love just as much with Landon as he did me. Like I really feel like he captured his heart and mm-hmm. like. Anyway, that was a really long explanation. Yeah. But Really well, that's the podcast, guys. No, no. Okay. I mean, it's no. hard. How do you condense those stories? No. no, I think you did great. And I, I think it's such right. a beautiful thing. And I digress. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. Yeah. So in the driveway when I was 12. Yeah. Next question. <laughs> Basically. Okay. No, it's good. Too good to leave some no. things out. Long okay. story short, I'm going to tell you the whole story. Yeah. Right. I'm just out. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like this question. This one came from Chrissy also. What's the first thing you notice about someone after first meeting them? I have mine if you want to think about it. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Okay. Uh, we've already talked about it. I admire things in people. I will find something, I not on purpose, but I I always look at people like, you know, I guess you could say glass half full, glass empty. If I meet somebody, I'm going to like pull out their strength and be in awe of it and not not for anything else other than like I'm always like, oh, they're really good at this. And I don't know mm-hmm. if it's like a God thing that's put he's placed on my heart. But I instead of like the person that's critical, like, oh, they're good at that. Dang, I wish I was whatever. Yeah. I am always like, wow, how do you do that? That's amazing. Or, yeah. you know, whatever. So I will if I meet somebody, usually I'm finding I'm usually by the end of talking to them or knowing them. I'm like, wow, they're so good at this. Like, hey, mm-hmm. you should meet so and so. She's so good at this, too. <laughs> so that would be yeah. mine. Um, so I once heard in a sermon, um, and the whole like mean girls thing, we know that's a thing. Girls can get catty. Girls can get weird. Um, and so it was a sermon on just like basically what we do, create healthy friendships with women. And like, you know, the first time you meet a woman, um, try to instantly pick out three things that you like about her. It could be, I like her shoes. She's pretty, whatever. It could be superficial, but you just, you're you're picking out the good in someone. And I always thought that's like really good because then your brain starts off like we've learned is that, you know, how you program your brain is how it's going to work. So then right. you're picking out good in people. Um, and so I try to do that. I don't necessarily always like pick out the three. It's just like kind of like a sub. Yeah. Like now it just comes naturally. I don't even think about it, but like right. I do try to find like, oh, I like this. Um, but there, I will be honest, there are times that you will very, very, very randomly meet some woman or a person and you're like, ooh, my vibe check isn't really checking. Check. I think that's it happens, like, wisdom you sometimes, know. discernment sometimes, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So I also like notice how like how I feel around them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so. good. I think God gave us that too. And that's okay. Right. Okay. Um, we are, we have eight minutes left, so let's just keep going. Um, this is a good one. If you were confined to a bed for a month and could have anyone from history other than Jesus, Jesus visit you and talk with you, who would it be and why in 60 seconds? Ooh. Okay. Why? That was Um, quick. Yeah. I, I, I've already thought about this a lot Mm -hmm. (laughs) with no one asking me. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. Thank you. I got to share it. (laughs) She, I remember I watched the video like, well, one, it makes me sad that everyone always like 
makes her seem dumb and like it's like an insult when people mm-hmm. call it like you know the yeah and it's like totally opposite i watched a video on it in fourth grade and i learned how she learned because can you imagine not being able to hear at all or not being able to see mm-hmm. the fact that this woman could even process anything is amazing but yet she went on to be a world changer and do so much good for humanity and then also write books like oh how my is that i'm like possible? taking notes i'm like why I have i not like so, showed sadie a video or the boys right yeah and so it's like one of those stories it's such a true story of like if there's a will there's a way um in the way i know so much about this so (laughs) the way she learned (laughs) but this is good hey if we have to like get on one more zoom for 10 minutes it's fine like i don't want to take this from you (laughs) well okay (laughs) i'm prepared this is my moment (laughs) okay so her like nanny lady which i forgot her name was her person and everyone else like pushed Helen Keller under the rug like oh because she's probably screaming and she can't see no one would take the time Mm -hmm. um but the nanny would actually so like how she learned they started with water and then she'd take her hand out to the water spigot and she'd run it under the water spigot and then she would take her hand and she would write w a t E R and then like she started doing that with everything and at first she never it took a long time but then all of a sudden once she got on it it's like finally this poor girl that had no way of communicating finally had a language and could communicate and it's like she was so grateful for that because she had lived her whole life so alone and so in the dark it's like she just started this fire and she did all these things that like normal people don't even accomplish in their life right well, it just makes me um, think of Jesus. He was yeah. like brutally tortured almost to death, like one or two more lashings, he would have been dead. It's so easy to just be like, she was deaf and blind. Like, oh, yeah, Helen Keller. Like, yeah. literally imagine what Jesus went through that we kind of skim over. Like, yeah, he was tortured yeah. for us. But like, she, like, close your eyes, close your ears. Like, wow. I, I literally, I what a torturesome life. But like you said, and, make the most of it and make beautiful yeah. things out of that. And back then for that time frame, like we have so much more like higher education and like, you know, all this science Mm -hmm. and stuff. But like back then it was like a harsh world because you had to work for your food. And so a lot of that stuff got pushed like they just didn't have the time or capacity or anything for that. So like she had to have such a lonely life for those first. I think she was 12 when, don't quote me, it was like between nine or 12 before like her nanny lady. And I forgot Mm -hmm. her name, but um, also a really sad thing was So the nanny was um, like the the secret hero that you don't really know, nobody knows about. Well, then she went on to be her person for her the rest of her life Mm -hmm. and was by her side and was her manager and traveled with her and did everything. And then actually when her nanny died, that's when she got extreme depression because she never married and she couldn't like that was her person. And then she kind of like that's kind of like but she was older. And so that's like where she tapered off because I think she, you know, that connection was so strong. But yeah, that nanny went on to be like her everything in was her eyes and ears. What a beautiful story. Did, were they yeah. Christians? Did they know God? Did they ever touch on that? I, I love that. Know. Wow. Yeah, I was like, I need to look into. Well, that, obviously, God I, was in that nanny. Either way, like, yeah, there, you yeah. can't be. I would think like so. That. I mean, the the stuff that Helen Keller did in her heart, I think she was a Christian, mm-hmm. but I mean, she was just so giving and loving yeah. and like kind and compassionate and. Wow, I see, and I I wouldn't have wouldn't have known any of that about the nanny. So so beautiful. It is a beautiful story. If you can watch the movie or read the book, yeah. I recommend it. Yeah. 
Uh, okay. So, and for those listening, my daughter has uh, low vision, should be blind, but praise God, she has some vision left. So I, that is a very touching thing to me and would so be her, to my Nikki's family. Nikki's a Helen Keller now too. Because, <laughs> yeah. <I'm just> <laughs> so who's yours? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I was going to skip it. Um, so I can't really, without I just being on the spot, I want to say, and I don't even remember her name, but you're going to try to help me meet her someday. Remember the lady mm-hmm. from the Breakthrough movie? I know. Joyce Meyer and I already, yes. like, oh my gosh. And it's not in an yeah. idolistic way. Like, so Sadie, my daughter, had yeah. cancer, and her book, what she went through with her son's drowning, and literally, like, it's like a wake up from the dead story. The movie was great, and I cried through it. I cried, cried, cried through it. And it was a beautiful story. I still just, like, sobbed because I was um, in the midst of Sadie's situation. But her book, oh, my gosh. And I've sent it off to a few people. It was – I needed that book, and God used her, and I have crazy goosebumps right now, and I could cry. But I would love to meet her. Yes, and how crazy is it that God – like, I still find it weird. I have lots and lots of – crazy connections to her Mm -hmm. and so I actually I have met her in person a couple times but actually one of our really good friends um from our old small group their son was really good friends with John and he was supposed to be there that day and he got sick he got strep throat and he was so um devastated Mm -hmm. that he couldn't go but like another way that God like had he had been there what would have happened right you know what I mean just like all these things and so like I have a lot of connections um and then she does go to our women ministry stuff and like so I think that you meeting her her on our podcast one day is gonna be a thing yeah but okay this is gonna make me cry saying it when Sadie's situation happened and I read her book and all these things I had like my mind visions or whatever but just like I imagine her with a small group of girls like going to hospitals and laying our hands on people. And oh, I, I and that. I still am like, Lord, heal Sadie all the way. Like I believe exactly what you say in the New Testament, all those things. And you know, it it's it's okay. It's not here yet. And who knows if that is like a meant to be thing in the future. But I just couldn't couldn't could imagine the the light that would bring to mothers and the hope and then bringing God the Holy Spirit and what he can do with his power for those that believe so anyways neither here nor there um I don't know maybe that'll happen someday but meeting her just to give her a hug and not to idle her and say like she's an imperfect human just like we all are but God used her and I want to tell her thank you for sharing her story so. Well, and and it's so admiring that like okay in those crisis moments like we could think to like we want to sh- go into panic. We want to do all these things, but like whatever was in her, whether it's her, I'm sure she had tons of early morning sessions with the Lord and her mm-hmm. Bible. Whatever she had prepared for, like that kicked in, and that doesn't always come. Like, I feel like you can have the strongest woman of faith and then a tragedy yeah. like that happens and you're just like, oh my gosh. And like, she, you're praying. And she would have said she was like anxiety driven. Like she was scared to death. She wouldn't even fly on the helicopter with, right, with him. Right. So it's like, it's like counterintuitive was, of even uh, like, yeah. you know. Um, and then she just like kicked in that, like, instead of turning to worry, which is so yeah. easy too, she went into poor, prayer warrior, like not yes. just prayer. Like, I feel like there's a difference in like praying for something and then become stepping into your kingdom powers of like binding and loosening yeah. and like rebuking the enemy and oh, just yeah. like calling it like not as you see it, but how right. God sees it. And so yeah. it's like applause for like stepping into your, cause it's so easily like we think like, oh, I would do that. So I don't know. I just think she's admirable because she just 
kicked into that. The Holy Spirit kicked in and just that's awesome. And way to set um, an example and like yeah. hope for other moms that when we tap into powerful prayer, like it doesn't always happen. And that's really sad. But there it's like there are still miracles happening. So, yeah. OK, yeah. next question. We'll do a few more. This okay. comes from Linda. Linda, we love you, Linda. Linda. Um, deep question. So get ready. Have you ever okay. felt like you failed God? All the time. I know. <laughs> Not that deep, like every day. Okay. <laughs> well, kidding. I guess um, it. Uh, I can answer first. Okay. So during Sadie's situation, I've, I've never felt as close with God and the Holy Spirit and all these things, or even my intention for prayer and reading the Bible. It was like, when can I read the Bible again? It was like that, mm-hmm. you know, like scrumptious to me. I, that's like the wrong word. But um, no, that's good. Anyways, I, we get through Sadie's situation and it's like, you know, Lord, when, you know, use me for anything after that, which is like the women's community and all this stuff. But I pray, I, I read the Bible a ton, which is probably just like four chapters a day. I underlined scriptures for the first time. I memorized things for the first, first time and I prayed and I prayed like the Dickens for people, probably more than mm-hmm. I ever had in my life. Well, mm-hmm. certainly that. But then after... Sadie rang the bell this year and the busyness of life. And, you know, we have the older kids, you know, also with a younger kid. Um, I feel like it's been more of like a no, you know, you have to get fit fit that two chapters a day. in. like, it's almost like making it like a checklist more and not as like eager to be like, what does it say about this healing? What is it? Blah, blah, blah. And I know that's natural because I've been with God long enough. I've been in other couples groups and stuff to say like sometimes it just it's kind of like a wave that you naturally go through. But I felt like very guilty because he brought me and Sadie out of all of mm-hmm. that. And, mm-hmm. you know, the women's community, all these things. And actually, and I'm going to be very vulnerable. I have probably very, very, very ever rarely missed a tithe. And I, there was a few mm-hmm. times, probably more, probably more than a handful of times I didn't do a normal tithe this you know, since we quit the job and started doing this. And honestly, before that, it would have been like, I don't care if I have to use the credit card, which we never use. Like, oh, we are paying the tithe. So it's weird. Yeah. It's weird how God like opened every door all of a sudden. Yeah. And it's like these amazing things. Yet I like, it was like, felt, not felt distant, but I wasn't as like contributing back to him. I don't know. I don't know if any of this yeah. makes sense, but it, it yeah, has really been on my heart. Right. And definitely like, on the way back to that, I'm I'm kind of in a better spot now. But it is very interesting how he can do all these things, even though it was it was hell <laughs> for four years, well, and then I can just kind of not turn my back, but go a little lukewarm. Yeah. No, I feel like okay. So one day I'll talk about my adoption thing, but I think our prayer life in the obviously two totally different situations, but I think we're very similar and we pressed into the word mm-hmm. and like, I was that same thing. And you, you know, heard where I was like the days where I'm like so exhausted, so tired, yeah. so broken about it and can't pray anymore. And I just lay in the closet and I'd open my Bible and just say like, God, your word, I know is so powerful that I don't even have to read it. That if it's just laying on my heart, I know that that's going to do something. Um, and then same thing, like you come out of it. But I think one thing we have to give ourselves grace on, and I felt that too. And I felt like reading the Bible, it's like, that's why God tells you to mark down everything that happens. That's why I'm so into journaling Mm -hmm. is to mark that down because our human flesh is going to forget. And also like, we don't need them as much. And so in that moment, like we do need them as much. Let me say like, we feel like we need him more when our child has cancer or whatever, and we're desperate, but we have to get the busyness, but of life kicks in. And so I think it's 
where that's going to happen a lot. Mm -hmm. We just have to quickly recognize that and then go back and be like, nope, read through our little notes of what God did and be like, nope, getting back on track. But I will say too, in all of their situation, even though right now, and I kind of feel the same that haven't been Mm -hmm. in my word as much physically, um, I've been I have been feeling really guilty and I feel like I'm still in my word some. And I feel like right. God's just saying, like, have grace. Right. Um, what we're doing is like, as long as you right. take that story and you use it for God's glory and you do something good out of it, that's still pressing into God. Right. And so I think that I it's just that a learning, too. but I definitely have felt that too. Mm-hmm. Um, and, or like, like for one thing right now, for me, it's hard to get done is Josie's homework. Um, and she desperately needs it because she's behind. Although I know I keep praying she'll get caught up. Nolan was really behind too. Um, and then one day it clicked and I know that's going to happen, but mm-hmm. I will often put a lot of things, up, uh, in front of it and I'll run myself ragged and then, oh crap, my little girl needs me to do homework, but also she doesn't want to do homework and she's tapped out. So yeah. like one little worksheet takes us two hours. So then I kind of avoid it. Anyway, all that yeah. to say, like, I have guilt because my first responsibility is her mom. And I feel like I'm failing God in that because that's my duty to do her homework. And she needs that from me. Um, and so I'm just praying grace. If y'all want to be praying that my little Jojo girl can mm-hmm. get her. She has ADHD too. And she's like all over the place. And it's really hard for her to be at school all day and then have to come home and do extra homework to practice to get caught up. So if y'all can just pray that the Holy Spirit sends her some like, yeah. just like it clicks. And then also the patience for that um, because I'm like if we could just get the homework done in like the 30 minutes it should take versus like two hours to get one fourth of it done like yeah. that'd be great Lord right. um, but I feel like a lot of times I'll feel like I feel God and so that's why I jokingly said every day because there's always times I feel like like stuff like that mm-hmm. I do feel like okay and I'm not being hard on myself but also I can't keep making the same mistake and not change so like I'm giving myself grace but also like okay Samantha you have to figure that out it's a it's a high priority and I do need to work on that yeah and it's maybe flipping the you know using time management differently and making that comes first before xyz I have to do that with Sadie's homeschool too yeah and setting boundaries like i'm always the friend that if you need to talk or this you're open and i don't want to be mean but it's okay if i like you said like put my phone on ringer Mm -hmm. or and i i am not open to serve my kids a few hours and so for me really it's setting boundaries in place would be really good for me that would be one and it's okay to do that that doesn't mean i'm mean or i don't care that about a friendship or whatever the stuff that i tell like what are you held accountable at the end of the day at the end of your life and it's your kids exactly yeah but we all all moms go through that very same thing and we put off things that are the hardest or the most frustrating it's a natural thing all that too i want to back up a little bit and say interestingly though um there's People that have never gone through something really, really hard and have never had to cling to God like that, I feel like I feel sorry for them. Not to say I would ever want to go you to go through the situation you did or me, but literally, if you could feel what I felt during that time, you it's like the taste and see. Like God is so good, and that's why like it's you know people I think wonder why are people Christians? Is it because your parents or whatever? No, I felt it, and I literally want to tell everyone I want everyone to feel. What I felt, and I want everyone to be armed and armed and prepared when they do go through something hard. So, no, anyways. for sure. And this is a little TMI, but I always say like that time, like my anxiousness and the worry was so strong. Like I was like, 
peeing out my bottom for like <laughs> the whole year. Like no solid poos over here because mm-hmm. the anxiety. Yeah. Um, but like that, like that's how bad it was. Like it was literally consumed. Like just, and I felt so drained and I felt so exhausted. But the same thing, like all I could do was like, I wanted more and more and more. I needed to know that God was there. And it was like, I just needed that comfort. But I will never trade that for anything. That desperation feeling grew me the most in his, in my walk with him. And also I felt the closest to him ever. And I, in that moment, I realized our God is so personal and he looks at all the little tiny details. And it was like he was sending me clues all day, which I like to call little God winks. Mm -hmm. He would send me God winks all all the time. And it's like literally what got me through because it would be like multiple throughout a day, but I'd see a God wink and it'd be like, okay, Lord, it was like a reminder. You're doing it. You're on the right path. Like keep going. I'm here. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, so like, you can't replace you can't get that any other way when they say like he's the strong tower or he tucks you under his wing or like into his bosom it's like how it felt it's like when we are weak he is strong and literally that is how it felt so yeah okay Okay, we're gonna do two two questions because they go they go together are you good with that and then we'll wrap this up Okay. okay um this is from april beddingfield So thank you, April, for submitting this. And she also, I wanted to share this. It was very sweet. When she posted these questions, she said, I love this podcast and how you guys support the women of this community. So thank you for sharing that with us, April. Really quickly, did you grow up in a religious household um, or find your faith along the way? Both. (laughs) Answer (laughs) everything. No, um, so I did grow up in a religious household. Um, My mom is like, not completely baptized in Jehovah Witness, but like very strong in that. Um, and then, so that's like a, that's a whole, yeah. that could be its own podcast. Right. Um, but in like, I, I respect her beliefs or whatever. And, um, but so I grew up out of that, but then coming out of that, I believe, and I have, you know, that she's not still are, Jehovah Witness, right? Oh, she is like, it's, she's never been fully in, okay. so it's been like this okay. one leg in, gotcha. one leg out. Okay. But yeah, very much so. Okay. Um, I have different beliefs, and for me, sitting in there, and they, I felt like they'd always be like this low doom. Like if you ever go, it's like no laughter, no good song. Like it was yeah. like, I don't know. And then they'd say like Jehovah is so good, and they'd be praising. And then like I remember sitting in there and be like, well, your words are saying that, but like your yeah. your worry and your blood your joy yeah yeah and so um that pushed me to then um to then go and figure out my own re- my own beliefs based off biblical truths mm-hmm. and like study like crazy and so but I was always taught in my dad and everything like strong believers in God my dad and my mom both like always taught me to like pray about it and like they even even though they were never strong in like going to church like my dad necessarily doesn't go to church on Sundays I don't know when the last time he went to church but um very much like God is real you believe and then also both of my parents were very much like if you see someone in need you help them yeah that's good yeah I um grew up my we went to church um so my parents are Christians and we did go to church when we were young before I think the sports really started we would go to my grandparents church so knew God that way and did the Sunday school thing. And then fast forward to like sports start and we just kind of got out of going to church. And then 
Um, my grandpa came to our house during the summer. I think it was just one Wednesday. He was planning on coming and ministering to us. So he sat down at the kitchen table and he told us about Jesus. And I gave my heart to Jesus that day. And I felt this feeling that I, you know, anyways, I'll never forget that day. So then fast forward to, I think seventh grade. And I had a friend that followed God. So she really encouraged me. And I actually had like one of the best years that year, just because I felt so content with God. It's amazing to be young and feel like fulfilled with him and not needing like what the other kids have or the worldly things. Um, So that was like another marker that I remember. And then through like high school, I did get off on the good path. And anyways, sadly, but then ended up graduating college, getting married. And then when we had Cleet, our marriage was okay, but it had a lot of faults in it. And really, we were just still babies still. And I knew Mm -hmm. I needed God. I knew that I was going to go back to him someday. So finally, we got into a church, then a couples group, and man, it transformed our lives, our marriage, everything. So Mm -hmm. yes, that and that's really where I found my faith. And I stayed dedicated to God. And then I thought I was really strong in my everything, walk faith and all those things. And still I'm imperfect. But when Sadie's situation happened, that's where it just like took off. That was the inflection point. Okay, last question. Now that you quit your jobs to focus on this amazing community, what does your day-to-day routine look like? (laughs) (laughs) We were just talking about that. (laughs) Oh, mass chaos. No, we're getting a lot better. Do you want to take the lead? Sure, I'll start. Um, So we were actually just talking Mm -hmm. about it before recording this podcast, (laughs) how we now are in this part of like repositioning and like refocusing on like what our schedule should look like and how we're actually going to fit all of these things in because we spend a ton of time with the community each week and we spend a lot of time on the organizing business. So um, all that to say is we started this community and it kind of just like fell into our laps and we're just kind of like keeping our heads above water and figuring it out. And thankfully, we had kind of a reset when the holidays came and we kind of took a time off for the podcast and then we kind of reshuffled and now we're like we have these planners and we're getting ready for the 2024 year so we literally said what do we need to do in order to not run ourselves dry to be able to have time good time management with our family but to be able to do all the things so we basically set a strict schedule we're going to try to you know abide by it which would look like I homeschool uh, my daughter too so it looks like Monday is kind of Samantha's planning day. Mine is a um, catch up on videos if we have them. Sadie homeschool prep and and kind of like an off day or miscellaneous day. Tuesdays are podcast days, so we try to record all or set up schedule the meetings for all the podcasts in the next cu- couple of months. It will always be on a Tuesday unless we have to bend for somebody. Wednesdays is my homeschooling day when Samantha does her office runs and ministry, whatever she has going on. She just catches up and does her. Yeah whatever yeah for my side is like uh, so nikki's like her focus is podcasts and videos and cutting so like that's mainly her thing and then obviously like you know she'll comment and stuff but everything else i feel like is like what i work on so the organizing business if i need to go get us products or if we have like our women's outreach any things like that to go get to take that stress off of nikki and then also like i'm contacting the clients and talking to them you know, about, cause like everything with this, like I thought like, yeah. Oh, this is really easy. Like you schedule a podcast. No, it's like, let me check my schedule. Oh, did and so it's a lot of communication. And then with our organizing clients, like I'm on the phone with them asking them, why did your, why do you think this area is unorganized and like trying to get like, how do you use it? You know, so that, so then our organizing and our income is thriving. And then 
Yeah. yeah, so it's like we have our like own things, and then right. you know, and then Nikki is doing her homeschooling, and then yeah, but she is doing lots of work with the podcast, and so I'm trying to do everything to the editing. The other yeah, we do both do the podcast, but the editing oh, yeah. portion. I'm sorry. Yeah, editing. no, you're yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why I have you <laughs> getting it up and loaded onto yeah. the platforms, and all that takes so much time, and then. You know, the other side is like me. I'm like organizing the ministry, the ministry outreaches, the organizing jobs, like pretty much everything else, trying to get all of the things we need and the little gifts we drop off and all the little yeah. things like, you know, that side. So that's so we're, like where our balance is. Our main together days that we have scheduled are Tuesday's podcast, Thursday, Friday, our jobs. And then in between or outside of that is organizing all the things. But where she runs point on is the head of social media um, the organizing jobs, like she said, the product, sometimes we do cleaning stuff too. Um, she, uh, we're both doing like budget stuff behind the scenes. She's working with the clients and follow up. And like we said, the ministry, there's a lot of times where we have women we're reaching out to. And, uh, honestly, we are talking 57,000 times a day because we have to, and then I'm more Mm -hmm. behind the scenes. So I would be doing the podcast editing, uh, cuts the video editing cuts the website or any graphics type of things so that's kind of where and we like come invo- together invoicing our clients yeah for the we both we mix you tell yeah, me the amount I so put it good. on <laughs> so yeah. yes our actually our days are very crazy it, it, it does get a little stressful fitting things in but it's so beautiful and rewarding at the end of the week so mm-hmm. um it's and been worth every bit of it, it so much yeah we're exactly. we're like little girls. We're like, oh my gosh, I could do this and that and whatever. <laughs> so that's what I it looks like. Though, yeah, it was funny in the beginning. Well, we're still in the beginning, but really early on, I remember like I think we both were like had this vision, have the hearts for it, have all this stuff, and then we start doing it, and like everything we seemed to do was like oh, that took more time than we were expecting. And like everything mm-hmm. was like, oh, that took more time than we were expecting. And there was this point I specifically remember this. Day. I'm laughing. Um, I remember this day and I was at Nikki's house and I could just tell like she was really stressed and then like we were just like in this like, okay, yeah, this is really fun, but we were just feeling like the this is a lot and like holy yeah. and we this is a new business no one's ever done. So like we have no business guide. Like it's right. just like yeah. trial and error over here. Mm-hmm. But you are running, you're like doing stuff and I was like I feel like you're stressed and you're like I'm not stressed I'm not stressed and you're like putting away the cups all like funny I'm like are you are you sure and you're like oh, well I just felt like and the you know this is taking time and like we started like and like there's just yeah. a lot of people that need us and like but it was just like a funny moment yeah. to look at and like I think we both had that but it was you're like I'm not stressed I'm not stressed yeah <laughs> like, right like, we're busy moms yeah, I'm doing like, videos a lot in the evenings. Then I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't spend time with the kids. So we're we're yeah. working it out, and that's why we have the the rigid schedule that we're going to be working from. So yeah. Um, okay. okay. Um, my family is dying for me to come yeah. back, and we have no more time. So Nikki, what are you I'm going to dinner? Hold on, I'm going to throw this oh, in because okay. she said, "How could people best support us?" Um, oh. Honestly, um, when 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 people are making comments, first off, when like we have a member that her name is Ashley. She is, she's like already behind the scenes supported other moms. So coming into this mm-hmm. and helping other women or like to, like stepping in right shoulder to shoulder next to us and helping out or saying, hey, mm-hmm. presenting a topic, hey, 
or a person, hey, we really need to do this outreach for this people. Or, hey, do you mind if I post this in the community so we can get some women together to help this mom who has this type of child? Yes, we we need more help. We can't do everything for everyone. And yeah, that's one way to help. And then encouragement is always one of those things. And everyone has been so encouraging because sometimes you're like, beating your head against the wall, like, oh my gosh, like this is a lot of hours for no pay and all these things, which again is our mission. But when people are coming around us and like supporting and all those and supporting other women, it's, it's, it's what is sustaining us along with God. And yes, totally a hundred percent all that, but also the simplest way, like literally just like interacting on the page, posting like helpful tips, tips, whatever, like making the the computer, making the community have that interaction yeah. and just helping feed it. Cause it's one of those things. Once you get one comment going, it's like people start to interact. Mm-hmm. So like simple things like that, like liking our posts, yeah. going to inviting our friends, page, liking, sharing, yeah. like little stuff can really, really help us a lot just to get that engagement up. And, mm-hmm. um, and then also our community is so beautiful. Like they all have like, done so much and like I was just blown away when we wanted to raise that money for Christmas for um cat and like just everyone's so giving and loving and anytime we put out a need there man I have so many people that are so willing to help and step up like the mom that needs clothes like how many women have already been like I got this and I got this and that's what this is about is that even if you can just do a little bit the point is if we all do a little bit it goes a long way and also like what do you have that you can use? It's not necessarily always money, but like, you know, if you, a mom says, I need size eight, whatever girl clothes. And you're like, oh, I got a whole, I need to clean out my daughter's closet. And um, then the donations aren't going to just sit in my house forever in a bag right. and hard to dig through them. Hey, I can help this. And like coming together and say, oh, I have this. And then when Nikki says, oh, I have this. And then we put that all together. That's what makes yeah. it beautiful. And then. Um, God will provide the all the way to help. Yeah. 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 So. Okay. Dinner. We have no, I have no idea. I'm sure I'm going to go out there and figure out something. It's almost seven o'clock on a Friday night. What are you doing for dinner? I have no idea. I Yay. do have some chicken that I put in the crock pot. That's already. <laughs> if I'm going shredded. down, you're coming down with me. <laughs> I know. Literally my kids are screaming at the yeah. door. My okay. husband's like, oh. so, <laughs> all uh, right. well, it's going to be fun. Yeah. But. Okay. Well, that was a good podcast. Thank you again, women who submitted the questions. We still have more to continue with in a future podcast. Thank you so much. See See you next next time, time. mamas. Did you say mamas? (laughs) Did you say mamas? It sounded like you said. Why is it so delayed? I feel like nothing is delayed until we do that. No, it was good. I think it worked. Okay, Okay. cool. Go have fun. Bye. You you too. Bye. Thanks for listening to another Align Mama podcast. We hope you found value in today's topic. For more mama resources, go to alignedmamas.com, follow us on social, and join our Aligned Mamas community Facebook group to connect with other moms just like you. We'd like to hear from you. Have a podcast topic? Want to get in touch with us? Want to share your story as a guest? Email us at alignedmamas at gmail.com. See you next time. I can see through my feelings now. I can see the secrets to shut my eyes to shut my eyes and see